0: Do you remember the last time you were in a really heated argument? Do you remember what it was about? Do you remember who was involved? Do you remember how it ended? I think that conflict gets a really bad rap, and that is why I'm so excited to jump into this chapter. I once had a student look at me at the end of a semester and say, I don't know if this makes any sense or not. But it's as if we can all kind of disagree and still be friends. I want you to know that when you look at this chapter, it's going to give you sort of a 10,000 foot view of conflict. It's going to define what it is. And it's going to explain some different styles. It's going to show you what it looks like sometimes in different relationships. But here's what I want you to know. Of all the chapters where you could pull the thread or connect the dots, this is the one where I want you to do the work. I have had lots of people in relationships look at me and say, hey, we never fight. So is that good? Is that bad? They don't know. Some, some relationships pride themselves on never fighting. But here's what you need to know. Conflict doesn't have to lead to disconnection conflict can actually lead to a stronger connection and relationships in work and at home and in our romantic involvements even our friendships can be stronger because of conflict not necessarily in spite of it so in this chapter you're going to see sort of this overview of what is the classic definition of conflict in counseling Therapists will use the term disconnection, right? It's this moment where we feel isolated or separated. It's going to really break down four key reasons why conflict occurs. And so I want you to be able to think about your own conflicts and maybe see which of these four columns does it fall into. Is it because of incompatible goals? We want different things. And most people think, oh, I was dating someone or we were going to get married, but he didn't want kids or she didn't want kids and, and vice versa. But it's not even just that. It's when you're in a work environment and someone's goal is to make their section perfect or organize the space and someone else's goal is for everyone to feel seen or heard. Some people are focused on the process and some people are focused on the people. It can also look like um, in a home where people are saying, here's what I need to get done and I'm not as concerned or I don't value this other thing that you want to get done. Perceived scared resources, scarce resources, a huge one. And this is where you'll hear people say, oh, most of conflict is about money. Um, the reality is, it's about scarcity. So a lot of our conflict has to do with, I don't have enough time, I don't have enough money, and that leads me to get frustrated with everyone who's sort of taking any of my resources because I don't function from a good place when I am functioning from a place of I don't have enough. There is a great book um, that Brene Brown talks Dr. Brene Brown talks about, that that really is sort of this, it's called The Soul of Money by Lynn Twist. And it says, we live in a culture that from the moment we wake up, our first thought is, I don't have enough time. I didn't get enough sleep. And then it transitions to, I don't have enough, I don't have enough. And sort of this idea of a hurried life, she says, actually leads to long-term dissatisfaction or unfulfillment. So some of that is on us in our perspective of our lives interdependence we have conflict when we feel like we need each other we live in texas i i call it the land of the john waynes where i don't want to need anybody i want to do it myself and that can lead to isolation and then there's inevitability and that is just the reality that because we live and we breathe and we take up the same space we will have conflict it is inevitable that is one of the core tenets i want you to walk away with it's inevitable. So the first time you have a conflict with your boss or with your partner or with the family member, you can't say, oh man, we, we must not have a good relationship. No, conflict is inevitable. It will happen. A couple other things I want to point out. Please take time and watch the TED Talk by Margaret Heffernan. She has a British accent and she's gonna talk about some scientific technology. But here's the phrase I want you to take away from her talk: the conflict. Is an invitation to think. When you have conflict with someone, it is an invitation to think. We've already talked about perspective taking and empathy, but conflict is the the opportunity to think from someone else's perspective, to see from a different side. Um, She'll use the phrase dare to disagree. People that are conflict avoiders, and in your assessment this week, you're gonna find out are you an accommodator? Are you an avoider? Are you a competitor? I will tell you this people that avoid conflict are often perceived as not confrontational but here's the root of that they don't value conflict. Those people are often people that are not willing to improve or learn or grow. I also want you to be aware of people who are competitive or competitor conflict. Um, we often call these um, rhetorical bullies and the reality is, they're so fearful of being controlled that they just run over everybody else. Uh, as we get through the semester, I'm hoping to implement some of Adam Grant. Wrote a new. Uh, he's an organizational psychologist, wrote a new book called Think Again. But approaching conflict with humility and with good questions will lead you to become not just a better communicator, but a better human. So as you look at this, you're gonna learn what conflict really is, gonna understand different styles of conflict You're also going to be introduced finally to this idea of the four horsemen I have a video there's a cool graphic to help you understand it on a little bit deeper level but I really want you to jump in because your research paper is going to be about these four horsemen of the apocalypse and you're not gonna have to apply it to your own life you're gonna get to, to utilize media and so I want you to see how they've used this process just show us relationships, maybe forming and unraveling in a television show or in a movie. So you're going to identify for this week's Reflect and Response, a movie where a relationship fell apart and a couple of those places where they were critical or they were defensive or maybe they stonewalled the other person, just shut down altogether. That's going to help build the foundation for your future research paper because you will be analyzing a relationship in a television series or movie and you will be highlighting how they followed those four horsemen, how you saw this toxic relationship play out. We often are able to identify it in other people before we can identify it in ourselves. And I hope that you can start to recognize it in the relationships around you, but most importantly, in your own, and that will it will help you be more conscious of your criticism of other people, the way that you talk to the people that you care about. That's just one sort of really important piece of this chapter. So you're you're learning about what conflict is, you're learning about the different styles, you're learning about the four horsemen, identifying toxic conflict. But at the end of the day, I hope you hear this from this chapter. Conflict is an invitation to think. You can approach it with humility and a willingness to learn, and it will lead you to have stronger relationships than if you had never walked through that conflict and ultimately at the end of the day it does help you become a better communicator but when you're willing to do this I believe it also helps you become a more confident a more intelligent a more stable human being so enjoy this chapter on conflict